hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is I'm Affected. One, two, three, ho! Hi, and welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today with us is guest Pete Bonavita. A.K.A. Pete Alphabetical, a.k.a. Pete the Retailer. <laughs> I have so many names. Who knows what's what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and thanks, today we are discussing... Back, hi. Hi, Pete. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, today we are discussing I'm Affected off of 1980's End of the Century by the group Ramones. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like years into them. So, Philip, uh, do you want to start us off with some hot... Facts. I'd love to, Molly. Thanks so much. Uh, I found uh, that this song appears to be credited as written to by Joey. Uh, again, I, I bestow upon it the song category of love with uh, a possible mental illness vibe. Um, I actually think I may have... Mental illness vibe. I may have misquoted because maybe I'm wrong about the written. Now I don't trust my notes. How where, yeah, I was going to say, where did you see that? Uh, on these notes that I took. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw it as just Ramones, but um, it, it feels like a Joey. It feels like a Joey to me, a although with, I think... It, with an edge to it. Yeah. I feel like there's... It's sometimes hard to tell with these type of things, although being like a love song, you know, he can't get over her, that tends sure. to be... I think if you if you read the lyrics, it reads like a Joey song, but if you listen to it, it sounds more like a Dee Dee song or something like that. Oh, so. that's interesting. It's, it's got a, a hybrid. It's a Ramones song. There you go. Yeah. That, we haven't... I mean, we keep track of who did what, um, of course, but I'm trying to wonder now how many songs Dee Dee and Joey wrote together, because I feel like... Well, this would be a good sub, like, categories for our spreadsheet. Oh, the master sheet. You know what I mean? Sure. Because it would be interesting to see at the end of the day, like, who who worked together the most... You know, who wrote the most songs? I mean, probably Dee Dee, right? I think Dee Dee wrote the most, but I, but as far as his top collaborator, that I don't know. Yeah. Um, that we'll find out in season eight, <laughs> when it season all turns out to be a dream. In year two. <laughs> um, but one largely disputable fact um, is the amount of times they played this song live. Okay. I found 78 times. 78 mm. times. Okay, that's a lot. That feels high to me. We often it play does. this. Does that feel high? Does that feel low? Yeah. How, does that feel how high feel? to everybody you, here? How do you feel about that? Yeah, that, that, uh, this isn't a song that I'm terribly familiar with. So for them to have played it 78 times seems like a lot. Uh, a lot. But, I mean, did they, I guess they toured a lot of um, End of the Century. <laughs> Were they trying to like kind of promote well, it as like, hey. That's the thing. Here's and a big Phil Spector album. Totally. And, you know, when I was listening to the song, like, Listen to the song in the context of End of the Century album. Before it is uh, Rock and Roll Radio, yeah. right, and then after it is Danny Says, mm-hmm. and it should, right. this is just, this isn't this is a pop album where it's like Joey's solo almost, and then this song is song number two on this album. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And then the fact that they played it so much, maybe that's why they played it because it's kind of one of the only faster songs. Yeah, the... from this album, from this time. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder. I think it's a. It's been a charting the uh, live songs as we've been doing live performances. Um, 
has been a sort of challenge of math to try to think like there's sort of a was a Venn diagram where it's like if it was on the first three or four albums, then it got played for throughout history. Probably a lot. If it was a big one from there. And then there's like this one that's like, oh, but they also did a whole ton of shows. So, I mean, 78, 78 isn't even near the top. You know, 78 no, is not even 10%. It's not, no, no, so. no. So it's histor- It sounds like a lot to us, but that's it because we like haven't played 2,000 shows. And also because this isn't a song that any of us are like, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a song I wanted yeah. to hear when I went to go see Ramones. When I, I'm affected. <laughs> when I uh, tell people we do this show, they're like, oh, the guys who saying I'm affected? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. They're the Back guys hand. who start their songs uh, with bass lines, right? With funky bass. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah, and also, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking do you... of funky bass, mm. can yeah. I take us on a quick tangent? Please, I don't need to please. The whole show. No, please. Oh, sure. we, want, we always want you to tangent. <laughs> as I have to say, in my heart, I was a tiny bit disappointed that uh, that we I didn't uh, I didn't get I want what I want, but back before I won't let it happen. You know the the DD King. Uh, oh. Yeah. That uh, I was like, oh, we're in the I, IW, IW. Uh, no, you guys aren't doing that stuff. And no, well, that's a, that's a ridiculous project. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, when our fans are clamoring for more right. at the end of this run, there you go. And we're like, we just <laughs> go back and do. We do can do D.D. King. We can do The Remains. The Remains. Uh, CJ and Richie all have yep. solo stuff. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll be Marking together for yeah, but Thank we gotta. Goodness. We would have to lead off with that D.D. King thing. Oh well, yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. A, I he's mean, a funky man. He's a <laughs> he's a funky, funky man. Yeah, his name is D.D. Ramon. He had it all. <laughs> he had his finger on the pulse. Um, uh, I found one thing uh, for our own facts, Molly. This is our first of four "I'm" songs. I love that. So we're gonna go through a wave of "I'm." I love catching mm-hmm. a wave. We came out of "I wanna." No, we came out of "I don't wanna." Yep. Went right into I wanna. Yep. Then I want I won't, and now I'm question mark. Fascinating radio. <laughs> and that's how the alphabet works. <laughs> that's how the alphabet there you works. Go. <laughs> Great. Uh, so let's talk about the apostrophe, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're gonna get into grammar. Actually, okay, I will because for just a second, my lousy non-XL sorting. Yeah had a different song before this. Okay. Because it was reading this without the apostrophe. It was reading I am. Oh, interesting. So it was putting another I Oh, man, could you imagine? The uproar. That would would have rocked our entire thing. (laughs) It would have just had to develop a time machine. Alphabetical, we did, uh, you know, we left the the articles in there for alphabetical sorting. So A, you know, a day in the life was under A. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the all the the songs were under T, so we you know we we just wanted to go strict, and we got a lot of flack. People were just like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like that? You can't. A day in life starts with D." I'm like, "No, I, like, it's my podcast. Like robots. I'll, I, say, uh, I'll do yeah. what I want." <laughs> I uh, I can understand their flack, and I know when when we were organizing this that I moved the thes to the end, not the, for least of which reason, but my mom was an English teacher, so I mean, I just have to, but. Mm-hmm. I assumed you guys kind of kept it that way because I think iTunes would would sort them that way. 
That's what I always, that's what I like told myself. That's the rationale I told myself was like, why are they putting the there? <laughs> should we end uh, comma no, the? Uh, mainly it's just kind of uh, when I first sorted it, it's all about the numbers and the schedule. And, and when I first sorted it, it went that way and it kind of stuck. And I wanted to get uh, specifically a day in the life I knew people were going to be angry at me about. So I wanted to throw that out there as a controversial uh you know, way I think it was in the first week or the second week to you know throw that. I let people know where we stood. Okay, I like your gumption on that. You know, yeah, we're gonna be controversial. <laughs> dang it, <laughs> alphabet yeah, totally in your face. Yeah, yeah, it's it's we're gonna be controversial. We we forced a pun into the word alphabet, and then we'll kind of ignore <laughs> alphabetiz- alphabetization. I'm just you know the is an underappreciated word. Sure, it's an article, but you know let's not overlook it. It's a real word. Work went into constructing it, developing it. I agree. <laughs> Work went. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> affected. Um, yes. No Johnny on this track. Interesting. No Johnny. Yeah. And apparently uh, he hated it. Huh? Yes, he largely hated a. Well, he was. He, he largely hated insert most things. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but this album in particular. This in particular. Yeah. And and yeah, he hated this, and actually. I don't know if you guys saw it too, but uh, Wikipedia and a couple other places talk about how Joey didn't like it either. This song. Hmm. This song? This song. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Didn't didn't like the way it sounded. Okay. Thought it sounded terrible. I can't do his voice. Um, How, how do you guys <laughs> feel about this song? Do you how guys do I, hate this song? How do I feel about this song? Yeah. We're getting right into that? Well, I feel like if the people who made the song don't even like the song... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah sure move into it i do not like this song so really much. well it's it's funny you mentioned that it's the second song yeah because do you remember rock and roll radio i remember listening to this album and starting off with that and be like wow that's fantastic and then as, honestly as soon as that bass line starts in i'm not a big bass line guy okay I guess. and i'm like Ooh, all right. Well, no, <laughs> and it just kind of it just kind of passes me by. Yeah, it, it's weird going back listening to it here too. I I you know out of the context of the album, um, I almost I was like, oh, they're just kind of doing uh, we want the airwaves again, except hmm. I forgot we want the airwaves is on Pleasant Dreams, which so this is before that. This is a year yes. before. We want the airwaves, so it's almost like a demo for that, in a sense. Because mm. that I didn't get that. Maybe I'll have to go back like and listen I totally to it. Know. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. That's sim. It's similar. It's like a pre, a presage. Is that how you say it? Presage. No idea what word that is. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's <laughs> Pre- yeah. Presage. Presage is a presagio. Okay. No, uh, they in that way. I think there's a lot of that all over uh, end of the century. Because it's weird how it's going forward and backwards at the same time. That they yeah. they have Rock and Roll High School, which they've already done before, but not on an album. So now here's like a new version of it. And they have like Return of Jackie and Judy, which is like sort of a sequel to uh, Judy's a Punk. And then and there's a couple others like that. I think there's one. This ain't Havana is like okay, we got another Havana song. Right. Yeah, you know, it's all it's all kind of mishmash. It's it's a weird weird so what you're saying stew. is that they might have created things that are a weird mishmash 
Yes. Of these that feel like these different personalities kind of mishmashing together. Almost like they don't want to get along. Almost like they have a lot of four conflicts. weirdos mishmashing <laughs> yes. their styles into a band. Yeah. I am saying I I'm yeah. here I'm here to boldly claim the Ramones were weirdos. Well, I mean, you know, you th- you think about a set list or like you think about a, a stand-up set list or okay. a comedy show or any set list that you're going to do. You always want to, you know, think think about how you would come at it. Like you would put something completely different after that last thing to change mm-hmm. it up and, you know, and I feel like that is what this album is trying to do. They they come in with Rock and Roll High School and then they go right into this harder thing. Mm-hmm. I'm affected and then they go into Danny says it's like they're they're really taking you on a journey, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, one a couple of things I found. Uh, like it's always funny on YouTube when people are ty- they type out the words that they think that they are, like the lyrics. Yeah, the lyrics. Okay, so sure. everybody oh. thinks this one is "I'm a fat kid," <laughs> 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 which oh, is man. pretty funny. And then that's, I'm only going to hear that now. I, I know. Say, I know. That's the tragedy that this wasn't like a big hit because then we would get the Weird Al version. <laughs> the mm, Weird Al version, go. totally. When I see a big pizza, I, <laughs> I'm a fat kid. Fat fat man, kid. that's that's it's fantastic. Good. Now the bass makes sense. Totally. That's his butt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I never, I never thought. I, I didn't think much. I didn't think enough about it. To yeah, get to fat yeah, totally. Um, and then I, I couldn't really find any reviews about this song anywhere, but I found mm. Pitchfork said this is a total little tangent because we're talking about end of the century. Go for it. Called "Baby, I Love You," a museum piece. <laughs> like very I'm not sure coldly, what that means. I think they were saying it's bad. A museum? Yeah, that it, it's like it's. What they have against museums? Well, I don't think they think it's very cool. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's like, oh, they did this yeah. thing that's old-timey that isn't any better. Oh, it's newer okay. Like, they got it from... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Now just I'm in like, general, they're just talking about, you know... I was offended for museums for a second. And then uh, 12 Rock and Roll... <laughs> 12 Rock and Roll Forever on YouTube said that this is the best song from the worst album. Wow. And I, I have to disagree on both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't the best song on the worst album. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement. That is. That's, no. that's right. That's crazy. That's got to be just. That's got to be just. Uh, is this really the, the internet? Okay, a. You know, like the internet, just kind of. If you let something go long enough, you'll eventually find someone who either loves every this sure. one thing or hates the other thing. I think that's what you found. But we can all agree this isn't even close to the worst album, right? Close to the worst album. The worst Ramones album. But they didn't specify their worst Ramones album. They just said the worst album. So Ooh, it could be, they, it could be they could have the worst album ever. Wow. And then I I have to really disagree about that. Well, you're yeah, asking you're disagree. asking but you're yeah. asking Molly if this is the worst Ramones album? Yeah, do you, do either of you guys think that this is the worst Ramones album? It's I'll let our guests decide. Yes, Pete. What do you how do you feel <laughs> about this album in general? My instinct is to say no, but then I'm trying to think of what would I say is the worst Ramones album and I I don't know. I'm having. I'm looking at a list. I mean, I'm. I there's the ones near the end. I'm less familiar with. It's hard. Uh, it's hard no, to yeah, say. No, this, I I would definitely listen to this more than like. I know. I, you know, I think brain this album... drain is okay, but it's it's weird. Is it Pete? <laughs> is it okay? It's, it's Molly's punching bag. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I would I would definitely listen to this before that. I think despite. I think that I this one has. Uh, so I'm going to put this in uh, in terms that at least two of us can understand, which is Star Wars. <laughs> okay. um, so, so this, yeah. <laughs> so in a weird way, this kind of reminds me of 
uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. which is not up and down great, but some of the best parts are among some of the best parts that they did of Star Wars. The lightsaber duel at the end is like is way, way up there. But in order to get through that, you have to go through, you know, just like the Ramones, you have to go through some like awkward racist moments. <laughs> Right. You know, and like some some yeah. awkward, some, some, some Nazi lots, references, some, like, some bad acting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, it. So, uh, so I I think that that's that's what makes why I would revisit end that of the century is because well, is because there's mountains and there's valleys. Apropos analogy. Thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna slather a little bit onto that analogy. Okay, go for also it. like much like the Phantom Menace, uh, end of the century is kind of an attempt to recapture the magic of a bygone era. Ooh, Ooh yeah, nice. New so producer like, uh, and a new producer. That's and a true. New producer. Mm-hmm. There you go. This is and totally the Phantom Menace. This, you guys, I'm like, gonna start timing you. How long can we keep this Phantom Menace analogy going? This is all. This yeah. all. I, all we gotta do is set him up, and he'll go for three hours. <laughs> no, I love that. I can do this for six months at a time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Talking shop. Is that how long? Like it takes you guys to wrap up a season, like on one movie. Yeah, season takes about six months, uh, and okay. right now we're in a cycle of basically six months on, six months off, more or less. So we, okay. we're doing a movie a year, and they're making a movie a year. So. And just to restate, I, I don't know if we mentioned at the beginning of this episode that Pete uh, is a part of the Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute, but it's not a podcast. Oh, it's, it is. No, it's it a is. podcast. It okay, is. I thought there was mm-hmm. a visual video. There's there was a guy on YouTube who was also called Star Wars Minute. Oh, okay, got it, got um, it. He's no longer called Star Wars Minute. He's called Star Wars Explained because he was. Uh, we had a talk, and he was oh. doing less and less huh. kind of. He was. It, it described his show less and less because he was expanding way beyond his minute uh, format. So. Cool. So now, so now that I get to talk about Star Wars stuff. Um, I go, well, I wanted, I wanted to know, do you, do you think, cause, cause you guys do, you, you do that. You did the Beatles one. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, you've had, you've had other podcasts before, but since the star Wars thing seems like the biggest one, um, do you, do you find yourself getting aligned more with star Wars things or with podcast things? Ooh. Um, I want to say with podcast things, because I feel like there is a whole Star Wars podcast kind of scene that we're not necessarily a part of. Really? We're not, we're not opposed to it. We're not, but we're just not kind of insiders with it. Like there's a, I think like there's a whole lot of kind of, you know, these Star Wars, you know, news and reviews and kind of, you know, they're, and they all seem to know each other and they, you know, guest on each other's shows a lot. And I feel like we're kind of a little bit outside of that. Not, you know, not intentionally. We're not sticking our noses up, but right, we're just right. kind of off on our own um, little island over there. And, and we have more, um, you know, other podcasters and stuff on our as, as our guests. So I feel like we, we talk more to that world. I'm in, I'm I was interested mostly because I know you guys have done like. You've done festivals, and I think you were on a cruise, like a Star Wars cruise and stuff. And so, where we were on a, a comic convention cruise, called yeah, Pantu Sea cruise. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I, great. but that seems like more of a Star Wars world than a just a podcast world. That's why I was curious. Right. Well, yeah, those those Fair things. Way. I mean, we're not completely obviously outside of it. So those yeah. things are uh, 
infrequent, but they do happen. We like, you know, we totally love to do, uh, you know, we're going to the celebration, the big Star Wars uh, convention again this year. Okay. But overall, I feel like we, we, we swing more in the podcast circle. All right. Podcast first, all else second. Sure. Okay. Oh, <laughs> fine. Okay. Now you're on record. Um, so I'm going to give this song a leave. Okay. I'm giving it a leave. Uh, it's stiff. Um, even the live versions I looked up, I don't think anybody, everybody's kind of like, eh, here we go. Here, the, yeah. here we are. And it just, it's never really done a thing for me. Even, I'm not a big lyric guy, but yeah, it's not, I don't, I'm, I'm going to give it a like because I don't think it was the worst thing I ever heard. And... Is it the worst thing on the best album? No, not at all. Not even close. Um, I thought it was fine. Okay. Am I going to put this on a mixtape uh, to my mom? No. No. <laughs> but I'm not going to smash uh, my computer if it comes on, you know? Uh, I'm also going to leave this one. I don't... Uh, it, it it just kind of does make me want to listen to We Want the Airwaves or... Uh, hmm. Do you guys know Boris the Sprinkler? They were a punk band. No. Uh, pop punk. They, they did a cover this entire album. Okay. One of those kind of projects. Oh, that's um, fun. And like their version of this is better, I think, for <laughs> oh, my tastes. Great. I know that might be sacrilege to some, uh, but uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things. Like this song is just kind of like, mm. yeah, it fails. It's doesn't quite lift off for me ever. Yeah. So then comes the sort of tricky moment of naming a most valuable Ramon for something that we're all that that at best we're like, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I should have thought of that earlier. You know, I'm going to just jump right in here. Do it. If you go through and you listen to this song, the drums are kind of crazy. Mm. But I, I, yeah. I th- this could just be me. It doesn't feel like it's Marky. Maybe it is Marky. It feels like it's the production of the drums. Yeah. Like those, like, what do you call it? Timpani? Timpani drums. Yeah, timpani drums. That's so Phil Spector, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, totally. So I know can that we this vote for is... Phil Spector? Yeah, yes, totally. I'm totally gonna vote oh. for Phil Spector on that. Wow. Because here's the thing that I do like about this song. Okay, find something. It is a Ramon song on a Phil Spector album that sounds like more the most like a Ramon's punk song, and I don't get the hmm. sense when I'm listening to the song that like Phil Spector tried to take that out of it. He just kind of ramped it up with a lot of va 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 voom and you know with like timpanies and stuff like that but it still okay. sounds like a punk like Fair a enough. punk song i see what you mean so i thought that right. was kind of cool especially again looking at it where it is in the context of the album and what other songs are on this album mm-hmm. it is interesting as opposed to like danny says where that was like a demo it was just yeah. like a fast ramon song and then they made it into something else this yeah is, yeah I can see that. It's not it's not Phil Spector channeled through the Ramones, it's the Ramones channeled through Phil Spector. Yeah, and I and I don't no. think he has a very heavy hand on this song like he does in a lot of other songs where you know mm. you've got these sweeping horns or whatever yeah. keyboards and stuff. <laughs> uh Pete, do you have a most valuable while I buy for a time to try to think of one? <laughs> um yeah, well I would totally agree that this is uh if anybody it's it's Phil Spector, but the that's tough though, because then it also, you know, what what counts as value? Because <laughs> <Is laughs> yeah. uh, like again, it seems like the, you know they took kind of the DNA of this song and then went readdressed it into songs that I like better, maybe. So hmm. later maybe, on, you're saying maybe he maybe he's why I don't like it, but I, I don't know. Hmm. It's tough. 
you know what? We'll, we'll just for fun, I'll say Marky because it is, um, you know, it's it's his kind of uh, he's branching out a little bit. Sure, making and it something something new and different. I if that's I, him at all. I am also giving it to Marky, which keeps up our tradition of in so-so songs. We're like, what about the drums? What about the drums on that? <laughs> um, if it is, one, I'll give it to Marky. <laughs> yeah, give it to him. Uh, we like Marky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give it to him. Sure. Good for him. Have some, have some drum cred. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm sure it means a lot to him. I'm sure it does. Um, well, thank you so much, uh, Pete, for joining us again. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, and thank you all for joining us again this time Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ramones Podcast and Facebook and you can find Pete on Twitter at At Pete the Retailer Pete the Retailer thank you and uh, join us next time if you think this is fun when we discuss I'm Against It on Ramones of the Day Mm -hmm.